Welcome to Concerning the Spiritual in Art, a podcast exploring spirituality, consciousness, and the creative process. I'm your host, Martin Benson. All right, y'all, welcome back to the podcast. I have a beautiful episode for you today with photographer, artist, meditation and yoga teacher, Allie Lyon. Um, Allie and I just hit it off right from the get-go. We are very much aligned and have similar experiences in relation to yoga practice and meditation. And so we really started kind of nerding out on a lot of that. We learned first and foremost a lot about how she sort of began this journey, not only as an artist, but like sort of her journey of, of spiritual practice. Um, and we kind of went from there and talked a lot about some of these ideas that are related to not only being a creative person, to making art, but really are just universal ideas related to the human experience. It was a very deep conversation about spiritual practice and art practice that I think people are going to love, whether you're an artist or not, because Ali has so much wisdom to share, such incredible like ways of framing certain sort of ideas that relate to like the limitations that we put on ourselves in relation to like our experience of being present, our experience with pain, our experience with creating something. Um, we talked a lot about her photography process and sort of what that means for her and how it's related to her spiritual practice. She has such a great way of sort of like mirroring spiritual practice and creative practice that I think was super inspiring for me to learn about. But all in all, it was just a, an episode filled with so many little nuggets of insight and wisdom and just a lot a lot to take away from it. Um, and so I think all of you are going to really enjoy hearing from her. Um, so here you go, Allie Lyon. All right, Allie, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. How are you? Doing good. I'm super pumped to connect with you. We were just kind of talking off camera or off record for a while. And mm -hmm. um, it's just, we were going back and forth trying to get this podcast scheduled and, you know, dealing with the time zones and life circumstances, <laughs> but here we are, we made it. We're here we are. It. We're doing the thing. <laughs> and uh, I'm super excited to share some space with you today. And we kind of connected through Instagram. And what one thing I really love about what you do is not only are you a visual artist but you're also a yoga teacher a meditation teacher a guide for people a spiritual guide for people and I think all those things are really woven together into your practice but I'm really curious I think a good place to start is kind of like how that journey sort of began for you and brought you to sort of what you do today yeah. Oh man. Where I know it's start? big. We'll start with broad, but like maybe, yeah, <laughs> but it's good. Exactly. It's good. Um, I was born on, <laughs> yeah. right. I'm a Taurus. Yeah, I, uh, it's interesting. I was writing about this the other day, actually, and how, um, I think some people are born with a very clear direction. And then sometimes like for me, it's almost like the path found me in a lot of different ways, um, both through art, through meditation, yoga, and all that good stuff. Um, but let's see. So around the age of 10, my dad gave me my first film camera. And I always, I, I fell in love with that process of not knowing what you were getting. And I, I remember, and back then it was like, you, you went to the store where there was a weird dark room in the back closet, and then they'd come out and all of a sudden like magic you had your film. And I remember being, even as a young kid, just like really um, mesmerized by that process of mm. like, this happened, you can't see just like today we're on our phones, we take 
thousands of photos a day, I like know. babies, dogs, whatever else, <laughs> filling Food. up your camera roll, right? <laughs> Food, yeah, <laughs> that too. Um, and then it was so like just magic. You were like, oh yeah, let's see what came out. How did this happen? There was such a magic. And I think even from a young age, I was always really drawn to the invisible. Mm. Um, even when I didn't really understand that, but looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that was always like part of what I enjoyed was what you can't see. Mm. Um, and around that time in my life too, I was getting um, these chronic aura migraines where I would see a lot of color. Um, my vision would get distorted. I'd see a lot of white light or it almost looked like TV static. And mm. then sometimes I would faint. Um, oh, I had been in the, the hospital a bunch of times, MRIs, CAT scans, the whole thing. And, oh, your brain's normal. I'm like, well, this doesn't feel normal, right? Mm. It's like this neurological um, kind of misfiring or, you know, the vision brain connection, something was mm. just not working. Yeah. Um, and I still live with them now, but not as often. But was such a debilitating thing that ended up leading to this really powerful inner vision that has inspired my artwork, meditation, yoga nidra journey um, since. Wow. So it's really wild to, um, I had this one experience. I remember I was, I don't know, maybe I was like 18 or 19 and I was in my dad's house and I had a really bad migraine and I hadn't lived with him um, growing up as a kid. My parents got divorced when I was young. Um, so I, I was only living with him for like a few months. So he hadn't really seen the impact of what a migraine can wow. do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like you can't, no light, no sound. I just like locked myself in a room. And I just remember I, I laid down and it like hurts to cry, but you want to cry because mm. of the pain. <laughs> so oh I was like sitting God. there like in the dark, kind of just like, shutting yourself out in in yoga it's this um pratyahara which means sense withdrawal right mm -hmm. so it's like you tune out of the external noise you illuminate the world inside yourself whether it's painful or something else for yeah. me it was about the migraine yeah um but i just remember and i was my eyes were closed but you know all of a sudden it was like this light color show of just like this I still remember it to this day. It was just this wild, like emerging and dissolving of color and shape. And I thought that I was, you know, that I had only been laying there for maybe like five minutes. And then I got up and went into the kitchen to grab some water or something. And my dad was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, you've been in there for like four hours. And I oh was my like, God. what, did, what are you talking about? Like the, oh. the distortion of, of time. And then just this, big focus on inward seeing mm -hmm. um, just continued to spill out into everything I explored through, you know, in college, I went to art school um, yeah. and everything I did was, oh, um, one of the first assignments, it's all these little uh, pointers to the path, I think for me, was <laughs> yeah, like that for, experience. Yeah, yeah. And then one of my first assignments um, in school was take a photograph of nothing. <laughs> and that still inspires me to this day because yeah. um, I was like, this is everything I'm already moving through. It's like, how can I make the intangible mm. tangible? How interesting. Can I wow. What an interesting vision to life. Yeah, yeah. So just really wild the way that if you're paying attention, which is a huge part of my practice and what I teach is 
just the the power of our presence Mm -hmm. um and that spirituality isn't this like thing up on a pedestal that we only have to sit when we're on our cushion and in deep meditation but you can weave it into every part of your life if you're really paying attention. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I mean, attention, attention is really like the currency of life, like where your attention goes, that's where your energy goes. Everything goes. Yeah. It's like, but you can feel that, like you can just feel that, like even experimenting on your own body, like bring your attention to like your, the tip of your thumb. And if you really pay attention to conscious, you can feel your energy awaken there you can feel your heartbeat you can feel you know warmth or coolness or whatever like so attention is it is the key you know but what I think is so interesting about your your journey and it's like obviously you've had these like sinks like all these I feel like everything seems to especially in retrospect line up so perfectly to teach you the things you need to teach to help you acquire the skills you need to have to do the thing you're currently doing right now even if you're not aware of it But one theme I think that I can definitely deeply relate to that I think a lot of people can relate to is this sort of way that pain or suffering can become a catalyst for deeper understanding or knowing of your true self. Like in your bio, I mentioned this like off camera that I really loved and resonate to, but like you mentioned like pain can become like a portal to beauty. And I, and for some people, like when you're in the middle of experiencing pain, like when you're in the midst of like a terrible, horrible migraine, like there, it's hard to tell somebody, Hey, look at the beauty. They're like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know, it's like when you're in the middle of it, it's harder to do, but ultimately if you can do that over time, that's a good thing to be able to shift your consciousness toward the experience. But um, in retrospect, you can see how these things are teaching you something. And so I find that Absolutely. that to be such a beautiful sort of lesson in life to see mm. that like the experiences that we have can become catalysts for great transformation, even if they're negative, yes. quote unquote, negative experiences, negative, right, right. Right? right? And so I'm curious for you, like having in, had that experience kind of embodied through these migraines yeah. that you've had, like- yeah. How do you is like, because uh, you I know you work with a lot of people, you know, uh, do who are who are discovering themselves through meditation, through yoga nidra, yes. through these practices, like, how do you help someone see that for themselves? Like, what would be like a tactic you might be able to like bring to someone who's dealing with a lot of pain? Like, how can you help them move through that mm. process? Yeah, that's a beautiful question and a really important one. Um a is that, you know, we are all human beings, right? So we, the way I teach is so much about the collage of our human experience. Like I always view emotions as instead of like that negative, positive thing that like the attachment, the aversion, like, oh, I want to feel good in my body all the time, which is, it's not really the case, but instead of looking at it as like, yeah, positive or negative, it's just they're different experiences, mm-hmm. um, allowing you to just be more intimately connected with who you are and just the the colors and shapes of your own experiences. Yeah. So instead of judging it as good or bad, it's more about through the lens of curiosity. Yeah. And just, I always say like, you know, can you give yourself compassion um, and grace for just how much we can hold and feel at once. Yes. Because it's not only, even though, um, you know, especially let's say you are going into, I mean, stillness too is probably one of the most challenging things for people to do these days, mm-hmm. myself included. Um, the, the moment you try to become still, still enough, 
your mind is like the first thing to just flood your experience, yeah. right? Because it's oh, like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Here's <laughs> everything from the past and the future. Um, but also when you're asking people, okay, tune into your physical body, start to pay attention. The loudest thing is going to be probably what does not feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, if you can continue to stay with your awareness and notice, okay, well, what feels good in your body or where is there no sensation? And then you start to train yourself to become aware of those more subtle, quiet sensations because the mind is always loud. The pain is always loud, but the heart and the intuition travels on this like subterranean, intuitive, (laughs) quiet level, right? Where it's like, I'm always here. Yeah. But you just have to sift through all the noise. Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. Definitely. You know, so it's like giving yourself the compassion, the 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 time, the the patience, which takes a lot of practice. I'm yeah. from New York. Like I it, it's a practice, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not always patient. <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know, it's like, okay, I I I come to these practices because I need them, not because yeah. I'm a master at them. Yeah, right? exactly. So I love it. Yeah. um yeah, I think something that's helpful, um, and in yogic philosophy too, there's the five koshas mm-hmm. or the sheaths, which is just coverings. It's not quote unquote like real. It's just yeah. what we kind of think of as real. So it's the physical body. You dive beneath that layer. Then there's like the breath and the energetic body. Then there's the mental, the emotional, and then the bliss body. Yeah. So that's it's just this like constant like peeling back an onion. Yeah. Peeling back the layers of your experience to find your truth, right? Yeah. To find who you are on the inside, um, without all the masks or the noise, the the pain that we think defines us. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But may just be. Uh, a doorway yeah it's kind of like that doorway into clarity or inspiration Um, yeah yeah Yeah, I like to think of it as like a like a radical space of like openness of allowing like yeah of like trying to like let go of the shackles of control like to try to control your experience (laughs) but it's so freaking hard to do and it's like yeah I think when we're in pain, mm-hmm. the the right away is like, how can I make this better? How can, how can it go away? Yeah, go away. How go can away. I make this go away? But yeah. instead of of just honoring like, okay, and and being with that feeling without always trying to change it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why pain is becomes that portal into beauty or wisdom or understanding is because it's so hard to be anywhere else. Yeah when the pain is like taking up your full awareness. So you're kind of invited fully into that sensation, fully into the present moment where instead of resistance, right? What we resist persists. I always have that quote, but it's like what we, what is it? What we accept changes most easily. So there's this surrender, right? There's Mm -hmm. this letting go and letting yourself experience sometimes discomfort. We always want the positive, right? Exactly. how can we practice being in the place of the witness, right? Yeah. Not good, not bad, just neutrality in the heart. Yeah, exactly. And a it's a challenge. <laughs> you know, the, but it, it is such a challenge. But I think the more you can like be able to be comfortable sitting with the craziness of your own thoughts and allowing those thoughts to run themselves around without like trying to yeah. jump into them and drive them to a particular place, but allowing like almost like, I love the metaphor um, of like, 
a glass that's like filled with dirt and like shaking it. And like, if you sit there and you just watch it, eventually it will, by just letting it be, not doing anything, just letting it be still, eventually all the mud and the dirt settles down and it finds its clarity mm-hmm. again. So in a way mm-hmm. it's like, Love we got to like let ourselves sit let and the let the chaos sit. go <laughs> and just watch it and find some entertainment and just watching uh, how ridiculous the inner workings of our right. minds can be with it. I always bring it, try to bring a sense of humor to it because I just see the craziness yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and then eventually though, it does settle with time. And, and I think that's the hardest hurdle for a lot of people who are really mm-hmm. practicing or trying to get into these practices is because yeah. they want this, they want that clear state right away. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's uh, it's just not how it works. Like you have to work that process of of identification yeah. with what it yeah. is that you might be attaching to, and then the constantly letting go, letting go, mm-hmm. letting go yeah. over and over again. And the reminder too that I think we we want it to be this destination, but it's not permanent, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to be this like. And the the job of the mind isn't to be still yeah. <laughs> it's like it's our mind's job to think and I taught a meditation I think it was last week or two weeks ago about you know when your mind feels really busy instead of being like angry at your mind for thinking or whatever you want to say like maybe it's like oh my god my mind like the churning right the waves yeah. of, of thought can you kind of visualize them like your thoughts at play with one another and how yeah. does your thoughts playing together, how does that shift how you witness what your mm-hmm. mind is doing? Like, yeah. what if your thoughts just want to be playful and dance around or they're painting together, or whatever it is you want to like visualize. But I just think it could, it really depends on how we judge ourselves in those moments. Yeah. Like, just like, the oh, reframing. my mind needs to shut off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Meditation, meditation is about, isn't about just stilling the mind and that's it. It's, yeah. In the, it's remembering, forgetting, remembering, forgetting. It's in the moment where you realize mm-hmm. you went off to some place totally God knows where. and yeah. saying, okay. And then you bring yourself back. Exactly. It's that moment of like coming back again and again and again and again. Exactly. So it's yeah, that it. starting over. Like, I think you probably know who Sharon Salzberg is, who's like oh, a really yeah. big meditation teacher, really yeah. big in teaching like compassion meditation, meta. Yeah practice which yes. is so powerful and important so but, powerful. but she talks a lot about just like starting over again don't be afraid to mm-hmm. start over again not only in this meditation but in your whole freaking life just That's start it. over yes. you know it's, yes. it's real monkey. you can all like you you always have that freedom to start over it's just will you allow yourself to do it yeah. i want to circle exactly. back real quick to the the painting because i think that's really great advice about like trying to be aware of not just like the loud sensations that are Mm. trying to really bang the drum to get your attention, but you know, it's like a kid, like a kid, I think of like a kindergarten class, like all the personalities (laughs) and you got the kid who's like banging the drum in the corner. I want your attention. Yeah. You need to attend to them. But like, at the same time, you have to be aware that there's other voices in the room and there's other energies there and you have to kind of be able to curb your attention to these subtler spaces as well. Because their, their voices they might not be audible, right? Mm-hmm. They might be speaking with body sensation, language, yeah. with sensation, with not speaking is yeah. also speaking, yes. right? Like mm-hmm. there's these other ways. And I think that goes back to like my love for the invisible. It's like, well, what can we see yeah. that maybe isn't so 
there in front of you yeah. you know like what can you feel what can you intuit with your senses and your heart mm-hmm. beyond the representational that your eyes can exactly see. Yeah. Cause most of us, you know, I would say a lot of people who can see who are, have the ability to see whether they're born yes. to be able to see, or they've been able to keep their sight through life, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we attach so much power to that one particular sense. And I think mm-hmm. for anyone who does have their vision, like they, I would say most of us attach a lot to that particular sense mm. store. And I think a lot of times what's, what I think yoga practice and meditation practice taught me is how to bring more equity to my senses you know yeah pay more attention (laughs) to the other senses like and not relying so much upon just seeing but seeing how like the there's a whole feeling process within you using all your senses at once to really fully know something with your whole body mind and that's like a totally amazing experience but with the pain thing that I found interesting for myself is through not only like experiencing illness and like really difficult pain through that at points in my life, but even like an acute situation, like on a meditation retreat where you're sitting forever and like the pain in the hips or the knees or the back come up, like to dive into it. And it is unbelievable. Like when you're in a space of allowing that pain to be there and not running away from it, but moving toward it into it with like what you to, you know, what you're talking about with curiosity to kind of understand it all of a sudden like I had firsthand experience you probably had this experience where that pain all of a sudden just like it flipped to the other side and became pure bliss it was unbelievable it was like an explosion from like this excruciating pain to this unimaginable feeling of ecstasy um through all my whole body and just so seeing that like that one experience like changed my life so when I feel pain of course I'm going to feel pain like a normal person but I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to pause a little bit more and I'm not going to run away so quickly and I'm going to the moment that it yeah you know and I like to I thank you for sharing that but it's so powerful right because I think we tend to visualize um opposite emotions as exactly what they are opposite like something like this, but I kind of visualize them on one thread. They're just on opposite ends. Mm -hmm. But the moment we realize like, oh, they're going to dissolve and meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Right. Like in yoga nidra, we do that at a point in the practice where you come into the third eye and you're holding opposite emotions and then you hold them first separately without judgment as yeah. best you can. And then you hold them both together mm. simultaneously. And yes. then when you practice with consistency, it really comes off the mat with you in the sense that you can hold those opposing emotions with so much more grace and ease and from that place of the witness yeah. rather than attaching to one or the other. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's a really powerful practice to realize like, oh yeah, they're opposites. Mm-hmm. but they also at some point meet together and dissolve yeah. into neutral. Yeah. There's an inherent unity between all the, cause any dualistic sure. system is, right. is, you know what I mean? When you live in a dualistic a binary system, like these things do not live in isolation of each other. One cannot right. be without the other. Exactly. I always like to visualize them as like one coin and like a heads or a tail. Right. It's like, totally. you know what I mean? It's like, it's still one <laughs> yeah. thing. It's one process, right. like hot, cold. It's right. not hot or cold. It's hot, cold. 
It's one thing, right. you know, yeah. and like you yeah. can experience, uh-huh. you know, the binary mm-hmm. nature of it. But I love what you're saying about holding, you know, two different emotions together and seeing that unity between those feeling states. Um, I know like that, that is maybe for a lot of people out there that can be a really hard thing to like imagine like what that could be like. Um, but it's not something you can intellectualize. Like we're using words, we're trying to describe it, but like it is an experience. That's why we make art, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's what I was going to get to. It's like, it's an experience. So like, that's sort of a good segue, like into your art making in terms of thinking about these things, especially like coming back to this idea of thinking about the invisible and like how we can bring the subtle sort of nuanced nature of experience that lies beneath the sort of detection of our base senses that still exists like and how do we bring that to light for other people so I'm curious for you as an artist like what are some methods or approaches that you bring to trying to not only exude that experience but like also discover it for yourself in the making of your art yeah I love that question and something I uh think about all the time and write about a lot too is um I mean I feel like I weave meditation and artwork in together all the time whether I meditate before I create or meditate kind of during but I really view art making as a collaborative experience between me and whatever the medium it is Mm -hmm. that I'm working with um a lot of people will look at my um abstract uh, photography and think it's Photoshop because they are like these color fields, these like ethereal kind of like, yeah, just like fields of meditative color. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, I, I hate Photoshop. I, <laughs> I only say that because I don't know how to use it and get frustrated <laughs> sitting at the computer. Yeah. My husband has a, a, a retouching photo business. We met in art school together, but oh, I was cool. like, I'm going to take the path of um, color theory and uh, pushing the medium of photography and like, you know, yeah, figuring yeah. things out that way. Awesome. Um, but I always wanted to get more creative with like, well, how can I, instead of take a photo, right, which there's nothing wrong with that. I clearly got my degree in photography, yeah. but instead of taking a photo of something that exists, how can I make a photo? How can I work with the camera, the medium itself to create something less visible right Mm -hmm. so I feel like there's this um so I do a lot of long exposure when I'm when I'm working with my camera and sometimes I'm photographing light or paper or corners of walls it Mm -hmm. sounds crazy but it's yeah yeah how how I work (laughs) um and the power of of course as an artist and a person choosing to create something there's this intentionality right it's like okay I can control my actions in a sense I know what colors shapes composition and at the same time there's this letting go because when you're thinking about a long exposure and that's when you know you're letting your camera instead of just click and it's right there it holds for like 30 seconds or a minute or more 10 seconds whatever you choose but in that moment where the shutter is down Mm -hmm. and it's dark right for however long and then finally opens and then your image appears it's in that time where the magic happens because that's where I let go I'm not in control the light is in control the camera's in control the lens is in control all these other pieces of the medium 
are in control. And I love that. I think that reflects, it's a mirror of the spiritual practice. I show up for it, but then I let go. I make a choice and then I surrender. Yes, I love that. I love that. Um, And then I do a lot of ink on paper too, where it's like, yes, I use um, my photography and images. And it's kind of like a really wonky way to screen print is how I would describe my process. But it depends on how much water, not enough water, how long I lay the paper down, um, all this stuff. And then it's when you pull back that piece of paper is where you see how the colors and paper work together. It's like, I'm doing it, but I'm not. Yes. I am like, oh, it's a collab. I'm in (laughs) collaboration with with the universe, with color, with paper. It's it's not just me, you know? So that's what I just love about, you know, the process in general is like my art is, spiritual yeah because it has this same um the same elements of yeah. my meditation practice yoga practice yoga nidra practice all that all i that love that stuff. i love how those <laughs> things mirror and how you explain that so perfectly because Thank that's you. exactly it. it's like you you know what i mean like you're creating the conditions you're making the right. choice to enact right. this thing or to sit or to, you know, to practice, mm-hmm. to roll your mat out or sit on your cushion or your to mm-hmm. set the camera up, to play with the light. To, but then at the end of the day, like once you have those conditions set up, you have yeah. to just let the practice or let the experience carry yeah. through and do its thing and yeah. let go of that. Um, and I think yeah. that's such a beautiful like mirroring of those two things Thank you. through the way you're making yeah. art. And I'm curious, like how, you know, as you continue to evolve, how you can continue to push that, how those conditions that you set up can get more and more like complex or interesting or stripped down or whatever, you know, but like (laughs) that (laughs) same process is so fascinating. And I, I've always personally been really just blown away by photography as well. Like, I feel like that was one of my real big entry points into my, like owning my creativity. I've been, I was creative Mm -hmm. my whole life, you know, like I drew as a kid, my whole life, I was obsessed with drawing sharks and ocean creatures. (laughs) Like I was always very in touch with my like creative side but I never owned owned it like in terms of like identifying as someone who like creates something it was just very natural for me to do but as I got older you know and your ego kicks in in adolescence and you want to be cool or you want to be this or you want to be that (laughs) you know like the art was always like sneakily like pulling Mm. me and it was a photography class a black and white photography class like in the darkroom that really just blew my mind the magic of that process the mysteriousness of that process yeah watching your images come to life in the dark room yeah going from nothing to nothing like it I miss dark room so much there's nothing like it there's nothing like it I know it's so cool it is and it blows your mind I feel like the more you're in this we're in this digital age and the more obsessed we are with our camera phones and stuff, I feel like the yeah. more we need to dive into these tangible processes, these analog yeah. processes. Mm-hmm. I used to teach a uh, black and white uh, class to high schoolers. And oh, sadly, the dark room had to go because of mm-hmm. administrative stuff, buildings yeah, being torn down, you know, know, not rebuilding it. Yeah. I would get into it. But I was like, but when I taught that class, the, I mean, I it was one of my favorite things to teach because it just blew kids' minds. 
they oh, were like, yeah. what the hell? Like, Mr. Benson, I spent like weeks and weeks <laughs> on this. I love it so much. Because it so slows sweet. you and down and all that. Do you, so do you, like, I, I know it's like hard to find dark rooms we are working. Do you still get to go to a dark room from time to time? Or are you working mostly just no. digital just because mostly of- Mostly digital yeah. just because of, yeah, access. Um, so I went to School of Visual Arts in New York City. And before that, um, I went to uh, Nassau Community College in Long Island. And, you know, even in high school, I was in the dark room. That's where I learned. And yeah. I remember even in like my senior year of high school, I was like, I hate digital. I don't want to learn digital. And then, <laughs> you know, it's like, it, you couldn't even help. You just got swept up yeah. in the way the world was moving. And then it was like moving image and video became really popular. And it becomes a little bit challenging to, I'm going to put this in quotes, to try and keep up. Yeah. But to give yourself the the permission, little permission slip to own what you love to do and let that be enough without feeling like you need to do every like trend or try to do everything unless it feels exciting to you exactly um just like what you said earlier um you know we get older and like we oh you said it beautifully and I'm gonna butcher it but you know you you have the tendency to like you you know art kind of pulls you back in it's like this magnet almost yeah um, but it's like, I find that we have to keep giving ourselves these little permission slips over time. I think it goes back to that meditation of like, you forget, and then you practice to remember, and then yes. you go through life again. And you, it's this practice of forgetting, remembering, forgetting, remembering. And it goes the same thing for, for us, like your yeah. essence. We forget because we start to put on these masks, whether it's for work or family or just who you think you need to be. Yeah. But then we remember the more and more we practice stillness. Yeah. We come home to ourselves. And that could be through meditation. That could be through hiking in the woods. That could be whatever your idea of how you connect with your own heart and intuition. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that little permission slip to be still. Yeah. To let yourself define who you are without letting the world do that for you. Yeah. Whether it's like you're the social media you're trying to keep up or sell your art or whatever it is. I know how challenging that can yeah. be. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, do I have to like do all these reels and blah, blah, blah. And I just won't do it because I'm like, <laughs> well, it doesn't feel good. I don't, yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just this constant remembering who we truly are, I yeah. think, um, and being courageous enough to do that, even when the answer isn't always clear. You know? Yeah, definitely. Well, this idea of remembering is so crucial because actually, I think the um, the term mindfulness, where that comes from, the root of the 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 Sanskrit term for mindfulness or the Pali term means to remember to recollect, Mm -hmm. to remember, like, and so it's like, essentially, when you're mindful, when you're present, you're just, you're remembering this, that you're alive in this moment, and you're experiencing that, right, there instantaneously. I love that. It is so important, but like, Mm. you know, I was, uh, I was kind of riffing on this today, I did like a little post on my Instagram about like, you know, thinking about this idea of like, memory and remembering, and I feel like for me, like, that is such a powerful experience when it comes to relationships with something that you could deem as like a real truth or a real deep insight. Like someone says something and you're like, ding, 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 ding. That resonates. Uh I get it. 
And to me, that feeling feels more akin to like a memory or a remembering than it does as like a new knowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this, oh, I, I feel that. like we're in this process, you know, us on this planet as living conscious beings, like in this process of trying to remember the truth of like what it is we're doing here, who it is we are outside mm -hmm. of like what you were saying, like what other people yeah. tell you, because I feel like a lot yeah. of our identity gets wrapped up in what's been told to us about ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think about this a lot <laughs> in relation to like raising kids, like being, sure. trying to be really thoughtful about like the stories and that I tell my children about who they mm -hmm. are. Cause like, you can't help to, but to like, you know, you're the best, you're the, you know, right. like, you know like in everything they do, <laughs> yeah. but like, I also want to like, yeah. yeah, which they are, which is, they right. exactly are. And there's never, a, you know what I mean? But it's, it's really interesting when you like dive into your, like, cause I'm, I know you're, I can just tell you've been doing this for a while and you're deeply invested in self inquiry. And when you start to pull, peel back the layers, when you start to really yeah. dismantle these narratives of who right. we thought we were, and you start to yeah. realize where those narratives came from, that they exactly. came from outside of you. It really like sets off a whole chain reaction of like yeah. insight into like what is it, beyond that. Yes. And even if it did come from you, is that a current truth mm -hmm. or is that just something it's, you know, this repetitive loop of thought or story that you're still living from, but doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's why a huge part of, I teach a um, yoga nidra and creative expression, like eight week course. And I've been doing that since like 2020. That's so cool. And it's been amazing because it's, it's all about, I'm not telling anybody what to do or what to think or about themselves or anything. It's, it's about question. It's about curiosity. It's mm -hmm. we're going to practice self inquiry through, through movement, through meditation, through yoga nidra, through journaling, through art, art as therapy. Yeah. You know, we're practicing moving what's going on in your inner world into external expression for clarity. Yeah. You know, because where, where am I now? And how can I move where I want to be? How can I bring those two closer together? Yeah. Where I am now and what truly feels like is true in my heart. How can I bridge that gap? Yes. Um, it's so, so yeah, crucial. The process of self-inquiry is huge. Yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's teaching, you know, your kids, your students, your whoever, even yourself, right? Curiosity. Yes. It's something exactly. that we have to teach, I think, again and again. It's I like know. to open the mind back up to focus more on the process yeah. rather than the outcome. Exactly. I'm a huge advocate for. <laughs> for sure. Because I think this yeah. world that we live in is becoming so increasingly complex. And I think a lot of it is predicated upon results. It's, it's predicated, you know, on like get, achieving some final end. Mm -hmm. And it's also predicated on this false sense of, of knowing you know what yeah. I mean? Like this mm -hmm. sense that like this culture that we've created up to this point is the end all be all of any culture that's ever lived on the planet. We're the most advanced beings in the universe. We're the most advanced right. species on this planet. You know what I mean? The hubris of the yeah. human species is revealing sure. itself big time, <laughs> you know? And so it's like getting back to, getting back to yeah. like curiosity is like also mm -hmm. getting back to this space of humility of, of being able to recognize that maybe I don't know 
maybe I don't understand fully. Maybe there's something I'm that I'm missing here. And it's, and it's okay to hit the rewind button and go back Mm -hmm. and see like where those gaps might've been Mm -hmm. created so that you can shore them up. Um, Because I think that that's for me, one of the most beautiful things about life is the inherent mystery with it all, you know, the magic (laughs) that's there between the sentences, between the layers of what we kind of think is real or not real. Like this sort of liminal space of unknowing is such like a, a powerful space of possibility. And I think as artists and people who are creatives of all kinds, understand that a little bit more viscerally because we embody yeah. that every day when we go to the yeah. studio the mystery <laughs> of like, what the hell is gonna happen what like, am I, yeah what am i doing ex- what am i doing today exactly what is this blank canvas that could either be really intimidating or infinite possibilities yeah right? exactly um, but there's such a power to saying I don't know. Yes, it's right? so powerful. Like there's the, if you think you know everything, it's, I kind of imagine it's like this closed fists of like, there, nothing can get in and nothing can get out because mm. you think, you know, the mind is so closed, right? But when you say you don't know, there's yeah. so much opportunity for new ideas to come in, yeah. for you to feel free enough to explore. Yeah. But if we think we know everything, it just holds you down and keeps you really small. So definitely, I think there's so much power to just being yeah, curious. And um, like what you were saying earlier, I think it's so funny too, how there's like this collective energy sometimes where I'm like, oh, I'm putting something out uh, tomorrow where I'm talking a lot about um, memory too. Yeah. Like you were sharing about yeah, memory. The sinks, and man. <laughs> yeah. It really sinks. It's crazy. Yeah. And you know, even just like I said, like the human experience I view as a collage, I think memory is the same way, right? Like, yeah. you know, when you try to think and you remember something and you can kind of piece things together and it's like, is it the truth yeah. or is it a bunch of truths kind of molded together yeah. to form your memory of truth? So it's just a very individual experience. Yeah. I think that's why I love abstract art because I'm not telling you what to see. Yeah, I want you to tell you what you see. Yeah, exactly. You know, like based on your personal makeup of experience, uh, perspective, everything of who you are, that's what you're going to see this as. Yeah, it's like a and mirror almost. The, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. a power to the individual story and unique yeah. way of being. It's it's the difference between looking and seeing. Yes, exactly. in, in my mind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because seeing, as opposed to looking, is like a one-dimensional process. Surface whereas level. seeing is multi-dimensional. Five like D. Uh, exactly. Exactly. But no, that's so <laughs> it's so important. Like with the, especially when it comes to abstract work, it can be really challenging for people because I think this reverts back to what we were talking about earlier about being able to like have the awareness to feel the subtle reaction or responses you have to certain stimulus so you're looking yeah. at abstract work sometimes like you hit a wall of just like mm-hmm. of intimidation because you think you're supposed mm-hmm. to have like a concrete answer right. there's like it's like right. a, it's like a math equation and there's only one right answer it's like no it's like the uh, actually opposite yeah. of that it's like you're yeah. supposed to be in touch with what <laughs> it is you're actually responding like, to and that's the answer yes yes <laughs> yes 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 a million yeah. times yes right it's mic drop because it's it's not about right or wrong. It's like, what do you see? How do you feel? And that's correct, right? Exactly. And it, and it might change. You yeah. can be in a month or a year or whatever. And the way you see will change. Who yes. you are will change. And 
in the beginning of 2020, when I was like, okay, the world is starting over. So can I, (laughs) we're we're shifting, right? Um, I kind of came up with this mantra that I, I share a lot in classes. And it's something that I remind myself too, as someone who is always seeking outside of myself for answers and mm-hmm. um, validation or just like, oh, everyone else knows better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I am worthy of my full attention. And yeah. that is a wow. full practice when yes. you are looking at what you're wow. a really tiny choice, right? Yeah. Like it's something like, oh, what do you want to eat for dinner? Oh, I don't know. You choose. It's like, take a moment, pause. And I'm saying that as someone who never knows what they want to eat for dinner, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm easy to go with the flow. But it's like, check in. There's this, you're reframing. You're reminding yourself, I am worthy of my full attention. Man, what do I think about this? Thank you. It's, yeah. And it's been such a powerful, um, you know, affirmation for, I know a lot of people too. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. How I'm going to take that one along with me yeah, because it's so too, crucial. Right? <laughs> it's like, how do, how often do you look over, you know, your own opinions, your own wisdom? And if, if you're doing it in the tiny choices, just in your everyday life, how much, how, how disconnected we can become from ourselves. And totally. it really is a, an act of courage to tune back in again it, and again and again. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. Over and over, starting over, over and over. But that's such a beautiful way of like framing it. Like immediately when you said that, my whole body just agreed with you. Like that is so true. <laughs> like you, you know, each one of us is worthy of our full attention toward what's happening. Cause that's where, yeah. that's where life is. It's in, it's yeah. in the immediacy of every moment. And it's so funny. Like we have, we are equipped with these incredible minds that have the capacity to project into the future or to retreat into the past. And those are very great. Those are like superpowers, but like, it's almost like we don't know how to harness these superpowers and they run the show, this sort of rumination projection, mm. fantasy kind of situation that we're in and so just tuning in and just bringing your full awareness to like what you're feeling the sensations on your skin the feeling of the Mm -hmm. circulation in your body right the feeling Mm -hmm. of like hunger or the feeling of satisfaction the feeling of like a burgeoning thought versus the quieting mind like whatever it is Mm -hmm. but like being in tune enough to like feel where you're at in any given moment exactly because I think it's almost like it's like when you do that I like imagine it's like all of your power is being collected and concentrated. And then from that place, it can be projected with its full capacity into whatever it is Mm. you want. That's there with you in that moment, right? Mm. That's in alignment with that moment. But it's like, we've been saying over and over again, it's just a practice. It's hard to do, you know, and it's like something we always have to come back to. Um, and for me, a a phrase that I like to use a hashtag, I like to use with like my work that kind of comes from a lot of dialogues I've had with a lot of my friends is the practice is the purpose. Like that is what it's about. You know, it's like, is the repeat of the practice. Like that's what it's about. Taking that one. (laughs) Yeah, it's good (laughs) though, but it is like, cause that's where, that's where change happens. That's where everything happens. Um, when you're fully invested in that process of doing. And so I think as not only as a teacher, you're obviously very gifted at communicating these things, but also through your artwork, it's very interesting, like 
I would love like just looking at your website, like seeing all your work. I want to hear you talk more about like those images. Cause I think yeah. now, like <laughs> now, like having even talked to you for just like 50 minutes or whatever, like I want to go back and look at them again yeah. and kind of understand them again. When you, I have a question about like practical mm -hmm. things as an artist, like when sure. you, when you exhibit your work, when you show it, like what's like an ideal format for you, for your photography, because that's yeah. also becoming an interesting place too, where photography is kind of moving outside of its traditional presentations. Mm -hmm. Great question. So uh, when I was in college, I, um, my really good friend and I, we would always do shows together and I, with my work, it has to be, or at least in my mind, I need it to be large because it's, it's about immersive. It's like, I want to yeah. feel like you are in it. Mm -hmm. um, so I used to make these like six to eight foot prints and they were like the whole wall wow. and I was like Velcro them to the wall, like ruin the walls. I'd have to <laughs> stay and like spackle them for like hours. Oh, no. um, and then I started doing like uh, some projections and um, here at, in Portland at one of the studios I teach at every weekend, I do uh, a yoga and sound bath class with my artwork projected in the space. Yeah. Um, so it's amazing because it becomes this like integrated form of, of healing, right? And, and this like big like cocoon of, yeah. um, of like inner inquiry and, yeah. and traveling of inward exploration. Yeah. Um, so I've printed my photos on metal too. I actually am looking at one right there. Cool. I'll send you a photo. Um, and it's one of those self portraits. And in the, a lot of the, the black space, the negative space, it's cool because you can see yourself. Oh, so it nice. becomes this like mirrored experience of like, you can see me, but you're also seeing you cool. in this reflective material. So I love it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's challenging in the sense of, you know, when you're working with photography, um, you have to and there's so much more to kind of show your work because mm -hmm. it's so on screen or it's easy to like post online. Yeah. Um, it's less easy. It's more challenging, right? To like show artwork in context all the time. Cause then I'd have to order a lot of huge prints and yeah. that gets expensive and all that oh, yeah, stuff. It so it, it's been a total, um, uh, interesting hurdle for me to even figure out because when you get it printed on metal that's expensive too and Definitely. um but it's so beautiful and I love doing that and I'm also more hands-on where I've been trying to think of like I love the projections because yeah. you can fully immerse yourself in it and you can kind of see your shadow as you're practicing in front of it it's really beautiful yeah um but yeah I'm still kind of in this like gestation process yeah. of like what is like a really cool way that I can even print it myself on something mm -hmm. um instead of sending it out because I like the hands-on process I think yeah. that's why I started leaning into ink on paper and uh painting a little bit more because I was like well I, I really li I like the tactile experience yeah um but with my photography definitely large and in charge big print <laughs> sometimes on oh, metal and yeah. sometimes projected yeah. Of, you know leading meditation held in the atmosphere of different colors creates such a vivid amplified experience yeah it's you know? amazing no I mean it's yeah. such an important thing especially as a photographer like there are so many limitations in terms of printing because again you mm -hmm. could 
you know, those large prints, they they get so expensive, especially so expensive. like on the metal <laughs> and all of that. But yeah, but yeah, it's cool that you're thinking about other ways of doing it or other ways of like printing your photography by hand um, at yeah. home. Yeah. Just exploring different kind of materials, even like, you know, like you could explore like printing from like a normal printer, like an inkjet printer onto those, uh, iron ons that you do for like t-shirt oh, graphics, yeah, but then true. like iron them onto stuff say. and then yeah. paint with them. I mean, you know, it's like, cool. it's kind of like, you know, as a way to like bring a tangible pro process into the photography, but you'll figure it out. Exactly. I think that's the journey of it's, an artist is like the journey. Yeah. Right. Like evolving the, the way journey. that you can <laughs> share what you do because I think the context of how you experience art can be equally as important as the art itself especially when you're putting totally. together an exhibition or a show you want to be super thoughtful about how you um how you kind of charge those spaces where people are going to be yeah. experiencing these things absolutely I think it's amazing yeah. that you bring your art into your into your sessions with the yoga nidra yeah. or even asana yeah. sessions or meditation sessions like yeah you know, like bringing that kind of activity even outside of the yoga studio to a museum or to a gallery, oh, yeah. you know, could, is, is a really cool, <laughs> is a really cool way of like bridging those gaps between like right. the, the experience of the art and like kind of what's happening in the actual space of experiencing the art could be like yeah. a really interesting relationship. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, you we're you know, you're you're obviously you're bridging young the gap, and, and, you know? <laughs> and on that journey, and like it's going to find its way through. Thank you know, you. it's going to yeah, find its way you. through. But I think mm -hmm. it's really interesting just learning about you and your art, and want to go back and look at it. I'm curious, yeah. and I wanted to also circle back to how we initially started this conversation about the yeah. uh, the aura migraines like has that have you mm -hmm. found healing in that pro like do you still get them like at frequencies like the same frequency mm -hmm. you did or like what has your journey been like in terms of healing on a personal level with that sort yeah. of experience yeah so they used to be i mean growing up as a kid um all throughout i would say honestly until i moved to portland and found some answers about my health um about eight seven or eight years ago, um, they're pretty bad. Like I would mm. have to, um, you know, you can't work. Like I would have to call out of work. I used to bartend and waitress and 14 hour shifts of just yeah. like, go, 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 go. You were on, you're on, you're on. And sometimes I'd have to still work anyway. And I think that is, it creates such a, uh, frustrating thing to explain to someone how much pain you're in when yeah. you look fine. Right. Um, when you literally just had to learn how to deal and move through and with the pain. Yeah. Um, so there used to be a lot more uh, challenges with that. Um, I'm no longer in the, in the service industry. Um, but I did that for like 11 years, like a really yeah. long time was just on my feet and, 14 hour shifts of, you know, you're not like sitting down to have a proper meal. Oh yeah. No, I used to, I used like, to work in a restaurant for some years. I know it's hard like work. A, yeah. You know, you are just hustling. You're like mm -hmm. not even thinking you're just like, and that's, mm -hmm. I think there's a beautiful part of that. Like there's the, the community, the, the connection mm -hmm. aspect. I was always really good at, um, at working in service because I just love people. I'm like, yeah. I love the being able to connect and being of service in any kind of way. I just think for I was sure. always, Kind of meant to follow that yeah yes too. you found another um, way to now, do it though yeah, yeah now good. i'm not like slinging nachos and tequila more like <laughs> meditation and yoga is, nidra listen, yeah, yeah, you know exactly. 
exactly exactly oh. nothing oh. wrong with the you know the first but, no um, not at all I did it, it for years it served yeah. me a lot too and, yeah, and I, I learned it. a lot um, through that yeah yeah but now these days I get them way less but I used to get them like 10 times a month where it was like wow. there was there was like more time where I was in some sort of pain um because and that's the thing too people are like it's just a headache right and it's like no because for me too um the days following migraine usually two or three my speech is really jumbled so it's like my brain and language they don't talk to each other quick enough so yeah. when I have to be my whole job is talking right whether it's through teaching or at the time waitressing and but even now like when I get a migraine and I have to teach it's like I can feel myself either before or after the migraine if I feel that disconnect between brain and words I'm like okay either a migraine's coming or it's in like the after effect yeah. of having been in that really intense uh, pain kind of period yeah. um so there's a lot of big effects around it outside of just like the, the, the head exactly piece, yeah um that has been helpful even just to like know about myself so I think right. there's a lot more clarity a lot more grace giving even just to myself like yeah okay this is your time to rest yep. like this is your time to rest take that time to be still whatever it is you know if you're if you need to sleep all day and not be on a screen um, which can feel really challenging when that is a big part of my work is yeah. to be visible and out there. And it's like, the more I give myself permission to rest, it helps give permission for other people to do the same yeah. and to honor what they need to. Um, so I try to talk about that as much as I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, it still influences my work for sure. I don't yeah. get them as bad or as intense. Um, so I kind of use my, I mean, I can drop into meditation or nidra in, in a much deeper way now, I think because of sure. that, it's like, I can close my eyes and instantly everything goes right. Here. Yeah. Like it's so much this, I feel this way more than I could feel like my legs or my feet or wow. anything in the base of my body. It's like the whole head just lights up Yeah, and, I, and I'm there. And I think it was because of like the, the portal from the, from the migraines and yeah. that experience. So I really don't, um, uh, regret that you know or hate on the migraines for being uh, a painful part of my existence because they've just inspired my purpose so much and yeah my they've and, been teaching you yeah, something they've been teaching me yeah, and, and activating this intuition yeah. and inner yeah. vision and I think it's just been really special that's really interesting I, you know because like there's a lot of like mystery still around like why people certain people get migraines where they come from yeah and you know <laughs> I I am no doctor so I don't know anything but like I have I have my like I have my like thoughts about potentials of things and, I, and like just having being someone who's like deeply interested in metaphysics and sort of mm -hmm. like spiritual relationships with energy and other dimensions and yeah. all these things just through my own weird whirlwind life experience. I wonder sometimes <laughs> it's like there's so much energy that you have co the capacity to hold there that it can it's almost like it's almost like there's think about it like a light bulb like you have like a 60 watt light bulb but like you're getting like a thousand watts into it right and so it's right. like it can't handle the amount of energy that's coming through so the only thing to do is to find ways to channel the energy down 
and just spread it down to the base, to the root chakra, to all of them and spread that energy down, stand on the earth, hug a tree, like ground. Have you ever done that? Like when you're in like a crazy migraine, like the grounding could probably be really helpful. That's, I think I will try to go outside next time. It it always just depends on the time of year. Like even the summer can be a big um, trigger for my migraines. Like if I go outside and it's too bright, it's like, goes right here but I I love this um I think as artists right we we have a tendency to be all up here and like mm-hmm. the, the ideas the vision like float yep. me out into outer space and that's where I want to land right like I I can tap into the everything up here with such ease right yeah and then but here's the thing it's like we can want to hang out up here all, all day yeah but if it's not grounded yeah and we and we want to have this reality where I know for I'm speaking for myself here and maybe some other people but yeah. as a as an artist who's very uh, visual I'm like okay but um I want to put myself out there more and and develop the website or you know make posts or photograph my art or whatever it is it's not going to happen from up here yeah right you have yeah. to you move the intangible down yeah. into the tangible exactly and the tangible also rises. Yep. And, and so it's just that like connection. And I think we forget because we just want to be mm-hmm. all up in the kind of creating magic. Exactly. It it's amazing. Like, exactly. Why not? But if we're not grounded, I mean, mm-hmm. without that steady foundation, we don't have the wings to expand. Exactly. So we need to continue to build the, the support system for ourselves. Exactly. To, to ground that vision into a tangible yep. uh, reality. Of course, you, you lose some essences of things when you birth them maybe of like yeah. oh this isn't how I saw it in my head yep exactly <laughs> but, there's always going to be something you know, lost in translation but that's the material experience you that's know? It. exactly yeah. and just remembering yeah. like okay it still exists out here but yeah. there's this balance right of of rooting rising tangible exactly and tangible, yeah and the roots go connected. deep so yeah. that the branches can go high And it's like, you know, or like the bridging of like heaven and earth, like bridging those two things together, like this sort of alchemical process of like raising consciousness is like not all, you know, the, it's not all the Ajna chakra or, you know what I mean? It's not all about that. It's really about all of it. It's all the work that you don't want to do. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) But that for me personally has been very transformational for my own practice, but also for my physical health is to be really aware of the the energy centers below the heart not just the ones above the heart and right. and treat them all the same is important you know but well, they I, work together they're a system right exactly and, you know there's the the energy centers that connect us to the universe being you know the crown and if we're just talking about the seven main energy centers yeah, exactly. the, the crown obviously and the root Obviously, those are the ones, earth, sky, universe, community, all that good stuff. And then there's the ones more in the middle where they're really um, inward. Like I, I call the the solar plexus, the heart and the throat, the bridge of authenticity. Like mm. those three are, yeah. it's like personal power, heart's deepest desire, and then how we communicate that in the world. Yeah. And I think though, and obviously, you know, the sacral chakra is all about the creative expression and flow and relationship sure. with self and others. But I feel like those core three have so much to do with, again, it goes back to my mantra of being worthy of our full attention and yeah. how much attention we give to that affects 
how much we let ourselves be ourselves on the outside. Yes, it's so true. I mean, yeah, because we have to be able to have that sense of like confidence without like the sense of like egoism, you know, like, right. And so it's like, it's a subtle space to be in, or like the space of like the open hearted, compassionate nature Mm -hmm. without being an idiot, you know, without like misusing our compassion, you know, it's the balance. Yeah. Right. Like, cause Mm -hmm. sometimes we're depleted and sometimes we can be over, right. Yes. I mean, we, there's protection around the heart physically for a reason. Yeah, exactly. it can become if you know if we wall it up completely then not only can nothing get in but nothing can get out exactly like you were saying with the closed fist right like right exactly so there's this way like you were saying confidence without arrogance yeah or and you know it's just in people's posture too you can see like when people make themselves smaller and it's like well how can we stand tall in our power, vibrance, and purpose. Yeah. That just happens the the more we pay attention to ourselves. Exactly. The more we give ourselves permission to shine our unique light in the world. Yeah. Without worrying about who's judging us for it. You know? Yes. I mean, that's the big, that's a big part of the game too, especially <laughs> for us artists out there who, I mean, yeah. I'm, I've, I'm a very sensitive person. I've always been very sensitive. And I think most yeah, most artist types are very sensitive, but we have to develop a thick skin and we also have to develop the ability to take feedback also and the ability to like, not also like get attached to like other people's judgments and opinions. Exactly. Right. But like, we also don't want to be so like detached from it that we can't like allow other people right. to guide us to. Right. It's a weird right. balance, but I think- yeah. um, if my whole life is ran by the opinions of others, it's, it's going to drive me into a ditch. And so mm-hmm. I have to find that balance of like allowing yeah. people to think what they want to think and still live yeah. my truth and be who I am. Exactly. People yeah. are always going to judge. I'd still judge all the time. I'm just trying to be mm-hmm. aware of those judgments. Right. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> act on them, you know, right. or to like, yeah. or to like defend, diffuse them to see the delusion from which these judgments are arising and be able to laugh at it and then be able to diffuse Mm -hmm. it away. But it's an incredible journey that we're on. And I love that we can connect. I mean, we're diving deep into a lot of amazing things today, you know, and it's (laughs) one of the, one of the key takeaways that I really appreciate is, you know, as, as an artist, like, you know, this is an art podcast, but we talk about all things around surrounding that, oh, yeah. but this mirroring <laughs> of your spiritual practice and your art practice, like this is an incredible thing that you've like discovered. And like, I want to just encourage you to strive on and continue to explore yeah. that. Cause I think that's such a beautiful mm-hmm. way of framing your process as an artist, but also just as a human being in this world. So I just want to thank, thank you, you for everything everything you're doing, all of your teaching, your artwork, everyone out there, just check the links in the show notes to, um, to Allie's Instagram (laughs) webpage. You do a lot of online things too, right? Do you offer online courses? And so retreats, all sorts of workshops related to all these things we talked about today. So please, (laughs) please check it out. I think uh, you're going to be an incredible resource for lots of people who are on this journey that we're all on. Whether we know it or not, we're all on the spiritual yes. journey. Oh, thank you so, <laughs> so much. Uh, thank you just so much for your time today. It's an amazing conversation, Allie. So you too. Thank you so so much. It yeah, was, it's always so wonderful to 
just connect with like-minded people and inspire one another. On yeah, exactly. And be able to share it out like we can with the internet that we have at our fingertips. So yes. lots of love to everybody <laughs> out there. Thank you, Allie. And uh, we'll Thank talk you. soon. Okay. All right. Peace. Thank you. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Concerning the Spiritual and Art. Um, If you like what you're listening to, please uh, leave a comment. uh, Give me a rating on whatever podcast platform you're you're tuning in on. And uh, help me get the word out. Share it with any friends or family, anyone you think might be interested in uh, what I'm doing over here. Super excited to bring a lot more of this content to you. Sending lots of love out to each and every one of you. Peace, y'all.